welcome. Thank you for calling Diamonds of Promise LLC with Lane. We're a positive women's empowerment outreach based in Cuyahoga County, but serving women worldwide. Here, we believe all women are as rare diamonds, special, unique, and of great value to God. If you're not sharing, please mute your phone and you will be connected. Please announce yourself. Blessings, welcome. Welcome to the Breakfast Bible Club. My name is Minister Lane. I'm the host for the Breakfast Bible Club. And today we're in the book of First Samuel. First Samuel. And I'm going to be reading our verses today. And our verses are First Samuel chapter 7 and chapter 8. And welcome everyone. Today is Sunday, February 6, 2024. Uh, pardon me. Sunday, February 4th. <laughs> pardon me. February 4th, 2024. I'm going to jump into the reading. And again, I'm reading from the King James and the Amplified Side-by-Side Bible. Chapter 7. So the men of Kareth Jerem came and took the ark to the Lord, ark of the Lord, and brought it to the house of, Benat, of Bananas on the hill. And they consecrated the leader, his son, to cast the ark of the Lord. And from that day, the ark remained in the Kareth Jerem for a very long time. It was 20 years until the reign of King David, and all the house of Israel lamented, well, grieved after the Lord. And that can also be found in 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 3 and 4, and 1 Corinthians 13, 5 through 7. Then Samuel said to the house of Israel, If you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, Remove all your foreign gods and the Asherah pagan goddesses from among you and direct your hearts to the Lord and serve him only. And he will rescue you from the hand of the Philistines. So the Israelites removed the Baals and the Asherah and served the Lord alone. Samuel said, Gather all Israel together at Mizpah, and I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered in this pot and drew water and poured it out before the Lord and fasted on that day and said there, and said there, <laughs> and stand against the Lord. And Samuel judged the Israelites at Mizpah. Now, when the Israelites heard, pardon me, when the Philistines heard that the Israelites had gathered at Mizpah, the Lord's governors of the Philistines went up against Israel. And when the Israelites heard it, they were afraid of the Philistines. And the sons of Israel said to Samuel, Do not cry, do not cease to cry out to the Lord our God for us, so that he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. So Samuel took a nursing lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. 
And Samuel cried out to the Lord for Israel, and the Lord answered him. Verse 10. And with offering of the burnt offering, the Philistines approached for battle against Israel. Then the Lord thundered with a great voice that day against the Philistines, and threw them into confusion, and they were defeated and fled before Israel. And the men of Israel came out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and struck them down as far as the territory below that far. Welcome. Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shem, and he named it Elbenezer, stone of, stone of help, saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. So the Philistines were subdued, and they did not come anymore into Israel's territory. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. The cities which the Philistines had taken from Israel Pardon me. The cities with which the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel. From Ekron to Gath, and Israel recovered the cities, territories from the Philistines, and there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. Now, just Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. He used to go annually on a circuit to Bethel, Gilgal, and Mizpah, and he judged Israel in all these places. Then he would return to Ramah because his home was there. And there he, he judged Israel, and there he built an altar to the Lord. Chapter 8, 1 Samuel, and I'm reading it all in its entirety. It came about when Samuel was old that he, had, he appointed his sons as judges over Israel. Now, the name of the firstborn was Joel, and the second, Abijah, and they were judging in Beersheba. His sons, however, did not walk in his way, but turned aside after dishonest gain, took bribes, and perverted justice. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, Look, you have grown old, and your sons do not walk in your way. Now appoint us a king to judge us and rule over us like all the other nations. But their demand displeased Samuel when they said, Give us the king to judge and rule over us. So Samuel prayed to the Lord. The Lord said to Samuel, Listen to the voice of the people in regard to all that they say to you. For they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them. Like all the deeds which they have done since the day that I brought them up from Egypt, even to this day, and that they have abandoned, rejected me, and served other gods, so are they doing to you also. So now listen to their voice. Only solemnly warn them and let them know, tell them their ways of the king who will reign over them. So Samuel told all the words of the Lord to the people who were asking him for a king. He said, these will be the ways of your king who will, who will reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them for himself to his chariot and among his horsemen, and they will run before his chariot. He will appoint them for himself to commanders over thousands and over fifty, and some welcome 
to do with plowing, to reap, to harvest, and to make his implements of war and equipment for his chariots. You would take your daughters to be perfumers, cooks, and bakers. He would take the best of your fields, your vineyards, and your olive groves, and give them to his servants. He will take a tenth of your grain of your vineyards and give it to his officers and his servants. He will take your male servants and your female servants and your best young men and your daughters and will use them for his work. He will take a tenth of your flock and you yourselves shall be his servants. Then you will cry out on that day because of your king, whom you have chosen for yourselves. But the Lord will not answer you on that day, because you have rejected him as king. Nevertheless, the people refused to listen to the voice of Samuel. And they said, no, but there shall be a king over us, so that we too may be like all the other nations around us, that our king may be judged and govern us and go out before us and fight our battles. Samuel had heard all the words of the people and repeated them to the Lord. And the Lord said, Samuel, listen to their request and appoint a king for them. So Samuel said to the men of Israel, go each man to his own city. And I just read our verses. Our verses for today is first and first Samuel chapter seven and chapter eight. Father, I thank you for these verses today. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for the message and the word today. I pray, Lord God, that you will speak to us. Meet us where we are. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here to dwell here. Father, open up our spiritual ears and spiritual eyes to receive everything that you have for us through your holy word today. And Lord, we give you the glory, Lord God. And Lord, I thank you for your word that is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. In Jesus' name, cancel anything that is not like you. In Jesus' name, it is so. So, when I get from these verses, um, here we see that a lot is taking place here. A lot is going on in chapter 7. We see that it's been 20 years now. You see that um, the men, they took the ark of the Lord and brought it into the house of Abednego, and they, it's on the hill, and they left it there, and uh, Eliezer, his son, um, you know, consecrated Eliezer, his son, to take care of the ark of the Lord. So now the ark is secure before it was stolen. The Philistines had taken the ark, and they were using it for a good luck charm. And that displeased God. You know, he, he, did, not, uh, he did not like that at all. You know, they were using it in the wrong way, and um, the Israelites, they had, uh, wasn't respecting it either. So, um, you know, the ark was taken. Now the ark is secured in the priest's house. And then we can also see that um, the men that died from misusing the ark from opening up the ark of the covenant, he struck down 50,070 men previously. So the ark of the covenant is a holy item. It's not to be taken lightly. And it's not to be, you know, misused or, you know, used in any kind of way that they wanted to use it. You know, the Lord was letting them know, respect this holy item. And that's something that we can all take away as well, you know, from um, 1 Samuel. When things are of God and they're holy, we can't just take those things and use them in any kind of way. 
you know, we have to make sure we recognize God and we uh, recognize his sovereignty. So here, um, we see that it's taking place. Also, um, we go on to see that um, from that day, the ark remained safe. And then now we're going on to the people are lamenting. And Samuel is telling them because they're crying out, they're under strong oppression from the Philistines. And uh, here we see that people, 20 years that went by, that they're being oppressed and they're ready to repent and cry out to the Lord to save them from the oppressions of the Philistines. And um, so Samuel was leading the nation to repent. And they're crying out, they're ready to change. And But Samuel says something to them. He says, if you are really ready to change, if you really mean it, throw away all your foreign gods and goddesses, which is the Baal and the Ashtaroth. And they've been worshiping these things. They've been worshiping the Baal, the Ashtaroth. So he's telling them, if you really mean what you say, you know, you have to put forth a change. You guys have to change and put those things away. If you really mean it, from your heart. And what I get from this is when someone really means something and they're really serious about God or serious about whatever it is that, you know, they're um, making a covenant to or they're saying, then they're willing to change. They're willing to, you know, let go of anything that is in the way. So he's telling them that, you know, if y'all really don't, if y'all serious this time, put it away and serve God only. And so they went ahead and they did it. You know, they put it away. And they said, you know, we're ready. And they put their idols and veils, gods and goddesses, and Asherahs away. And, you know, this part really just um, stands out to me because after all that they've been through, after all that God has showed them, 40 years in the wilderness, um, all the things that he's brought them out, fed them manna from heaven, he's done so much for them. At what point do they really recognize that God is doing all these things for them. He's helping them. Whenever they go to battle, he gives them the victory. As long as they stay before him. You know, and he's regardless of the fertility, knowing the wars, captains, of naked statues, and stuff of that sort. But, you know, it's just really shocking that God has uh, done so much to them, for them. You know, and they're still going back over Dagon. You know, Dagon fell face forward. And this, uh, when the Ark of Covenant was set beside him, and his head, his uh, head was uh, busted, his face, and his arms were cut off, the figurine. So I mean, when are they going to realize that God is over all? God is the Creator of all. These statues and these um, gods and goddesses and figurines cannot save them. But they go on, they repent, and they, um, you know, come and say it's in against the Lord and God. Um, he helps them and he blesses them. So that's what we see in, um, in chapter 7, that when they fasted and they prayed, God had mercy on them. He always has mercy on them. And uh, he leads them, the nation, Samuel leads them to victory. Uh, the Philistines, they sent confusion in the camp of the Philistines. They were confused. They didn't know what they were doing. And, um, you know, they were able to get the victory. And Samuel offered the lamb. And then the Lord that allowed the voice of thunder come forth, the thunder, and uh, that was a special work of God because the Israelites, you know, heard the same thunder before, and then now they the Philistines became confused. So God gives them the victory once again, and their success, um, and as Samuel as judge over Israel. But now we see that um, going on, they're saying they don't want, uh, you know, they basically want king now, and they have grown tired of us having 
the judge system. Now they want a new system. They want a king to rule over them. But Samuel warns them, he lets them know, you know, be careful what you ask for. If you're asking for this king, this king is going to take over. He's going to take your land. Your sons will work with them, your daughters. And, you know, do you really want a man which is flesh and blood ruling over you? It's going to take these things from you. You're not going to have this good life you think. But again, they demand that they say, we want a king, we want a king. So uh, God tells Samuel to listen to the Israelites. And he gives them um, a human king, but he still warns them of the consequences of flesh, fleshly men. And I'm just telling Samuel, they've always been this way. You know, it's not anything new, because Samuel was born to God and asking questions. And then also something else that stood out in these verses, Samuel's sons, you know, they're taking bribes. They're greedy, and they're, uh, you know, not in the right way. Their hearts are not right. They're disrupting justice, twisting and perverting justice. So that's also something that stood out. And that could be, you know, a, a reason, too, that they wanted a king instead of having another judge. These sons are, um, you know, doing wicked stuff. And my prayer from chapter 7 and 8 is, Father, I pray that a hero of the line will really mean what we ask you. And we really mean, God, that we want to serve you. And we really mean it, Lord God, that we, Lord, will, that our actions will speak volumes. That we will show it in our actions, Lord. Not just with lip service, but our actions. Let us all take this away from the Breakfast Bible Club today. Align us, God, to our words and actions to follow your will. Align us with your holy word, God. And Lord, I pray that you would cancel out any spirits of greed that may come up in us to get greedy gain in any kind of way for position or in anything, God. Keep our hearts holy. Keep our hearts pure before you, Lord. And Lord, help us to always know in Psalms 10, 16, you are the king of kings. You reign and rule over us, God. So Lord, help us to follow you, obey you, put aside anything that we're worshiping, outside of you, whether we're worshiping it in awares or unawares, Lord God, help us to only follow you. And Lord, bless us here at the Breakfast Bible Club. Receive these verses and to also receive everything that you have for us as we go forward in God. And Lord, we give you the glory in Jesus' name. And in Psalms 10 and 16, it says, the Lord is king forever, the nation have vanished from his hands. And the minister Lane, I hope you like the Bible club. This is God's club. That was my interpretation of the verses. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Share the Breakfast Bible club with your friends, family, co-workers. Let them know that we are here. And what we do in the Breakfast Bible club is that we read our verses today. So you'll be reading 1 Samuel chapter 7 and 8. You can read all of it or some of it here on the line, and then we give our interpretation. That is what we get from the verses, what they mean to us. And then we give a short prayer at the end of our interpretation. I will point out one key from each interpretation. And if you do not have an interpretation today, you must feel free to read only, or you can even sing a song in connection with our verses. So uh, we have our writers on the line. Good day, blessings for our writers. 
that is worthy on our verses daily, and we have our listeners on the line. Blessings unto you. And you can always choose to just listen in if you choose. And um, with, and also, I pray my prayers that everyone that comes onto the line will take something away from the breakfast five o'clock to encourage, uplift, and bless your spirit today using the word of God. And remember, everyone, the word is our focus. We are respectful of each other. We show examples of the fruit of the spirit according to Galatians 5, 22, 23, which are love, joy, peace, respect, patience, and the like. So we never challenge anyone's interpretation or debate with them. We just simply let them share and understand that we are in all different processes with the Lord. If there's anything that is a disrespectful nature or anything that I would step in as the host to make any corrections of the Holy Spirit needs me to do so. And we welcome the Holy Spirit to flow and to move throughout our call. So with that being said, let's grab some coffee, tea, or water if we choose, and let's get started. And welcome, Breakfast Bible Club. We'll now have Sister Melissa. She reads our verses, and she translates into Spanish. Welcome, Sister Melissa. Buenos dias. Good day.
y subsidio que pasó mucho tiempo, 20 años, desde el día en que el arco puedo en quitar y toda la casa se hizo bien a mi orada al Señor. Send your statements to the house of Israel, saying, If ye do return unto the Lord with all your heart, then put away the strange gods and Ashtaroth from among you, and prepare your heart unto the Lord, and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. Entonces, tres, entonces Samuel habló a toda la casa de Israel diciendo, si os volváis al Señor con todo vuestro corazón, quitad de entre vosotros los hijos extranjeros y astros. Y y grigid vuestro corazón al Señor. Servidle solo a Él. Y Él los librará de la mañana de los filisteos. For then the children of Israel did put away Berlin, And after Asherah and served the Lord only. Cuatro. Los hijos de Israel usaron a los balas y a Asherah y servieron solo al Señor. Number five. And Samuel said, Gather all Israel to Mispah. And I will pray for you unto the Lord. Cinco. Y Samuel dijo, Renui de en Mispa a todo Israel. Y yo oré, oré al Señor por vosotros. Six. They gathered together Mitzvah and drew water and poured it out before the Lord and fastened on that day and said there, We have sinned against the Lord, and Samuel judged the children of Israel in Mitzvah. He said, Reunieron and Mitzvah. He sacaron agua y la doramor doramor delante del señor ayuan ayuan ayu aran aquel día y vigieren ahí hemos pecado contra el señor y Samuel juzgó a los hijos de Israel en Mispa. 
7. And when the Philistines heard that the children of this world were gathered together from this side, the Lord of the Philistines went up against Israel. And when the children of Israel heard it, they were afraid of the Philistines. Fíjate, cuando los filisteos oyeron que los hijos de Israel se habían reunido en Mispa, los principales de los filisteos subieron contra Israel. Cuando oyeron esto los hijos de Israel, tuvieron temor de los filisteos. Hey, and the children of Israel said to Samuel, Cease not to cry unto the Lord your God for us, that he will save us out of the hand of the Philistines. Entonces los hijos de Israel dijeron a Samuel, no dijes de clamar al Señor nuestro Dios por nosotros, para que él no libre de la mano de los celestiales. Number nine, and Samuel took a sucking lamb and offered it for a burnt offering calling unto the Lord, and Samuel cried unto the Lord for Israel, and the Lord heard him. Noel, tomó Samuel un cordero de leche y lo ofició como completo jalacazo al Señor, y clamó Samuel al Señor por Israel, y el Señor el respondió. And as Samuel was offering up burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel. But the Lord thundered with a great thunder on that day upon the Philistines, and disconfited them, and they were smitten before Israel. The end. Mentiras Samuel estaba ofreciendo el holocausto. Los filisteos se acercaron para pier con Israel. Mas el Señor trono, trono con gran estrudo, estrudo aquí vía contra los filisteos. Y los confundido y fieren derrotados delante de Israel. And the men of Israel met eleven, and the men of Israel went out of Mitzvah and pursued the Philistines and smote them until they came under Bethlehem. Saliendo de mis padres, hombres de mi 
persecuyeran a los filisteos y bien todos hasta más ayer de pecar bueno
And his return was to Ramah, for there was his house, and there he was judged, and there he judged Israel, and there he built an altar unto the Lord. Diecisiete. Después volvía a Ramah, pues allí estaba su casa, y allí juzgaba a Israel. Y edificio allí un altar al Señor. Capítulo 8. Chapter 8. Verse 1. And it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judge over Israel. Y conocido. Con, perdón, y aconteció que cuando Samuel era ya viejo, puso a sus hijos como jueces sobre Israel. Now the name of this firstborn was Joel. And the name of the second was Abia. And they were judges in Bershba. And only the two primogenito era Joel. Joel. Y el nombre del segundo. Abais esto jugaba u Uzgaban and Berseba. Three. And the sons walked not in his ways, but turned aside after Lucre and took bribes and perverted judgment. Pero sus heels, three, three. Pero sus hijos no anduvieron por los caminos de él, señor que se desviaron. Tras ganancias deshonadas, aceptaron su bromo y perdieron el derecho. Por all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel unto Ramah. Entonces se reunieron todos los ancianos de Israel y siguieron a Samuel en Ramah. Five. And said unto him, Behold, thou art old. And thy sons walk not in thy ways. Thou make us a king to judge us like all the nations. Oh. Y le dijeron, mira has en de estilo. Tú y tú y tus hijos no Adam and two seminos. Ahora pues, danos 
un rey para que nos juzgue como todas las naciones. Six. But the king displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord. Pero fue desbravatado a los ojos de Samuel que dijera, danos un rey que nos jugase. Y Samuel oró al Señor. Perdón. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people and all that they say unto thee. For they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. Y el Señor dijo a Samuel, Escucha la voz del pueblo en cuanto a todo que te dije. Pues no dejan despacho, despachado y piscino, que mi han despechado a mí para que no seré sobre él. According to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them out of Egypt unto this day, wherein they have forsaken me and served other gods, so do they also unto thee. Ocho. Así como todas las obras que han hecho desde el día que en los traquen de Egipto hasta hoy. Abandona Dome y serviendo a otros dioses. Así lo están, asciende contigo también. Nine. Now, therefore, hearken unto their voice, how did yet protested solemnly unto them, and shew them in the manner of the king that shall reign over them. Nueve. Ahora pues, y ye tuvo sin embargo, les abitira. Solamente y le dejaras sobre el rocío del rey que reinara sobre ellos. ellos. And Samuel told all the words of the Lord unto the people that asked of him a king. Diez. Entonces Samuel habló. Hablo todas las palabras del Señor a pueblo que la había perdido. Rey. 
11. And then he said, this will be a banner of the king that shall reign over you. He will take your son and appoint him for himself, for his chariot, and to be his horsemen. And some of them shall run before his chariot. He built a sister and blessed the reggae, rey, rey, nada. So, rey, vosotros, tomar a vuestros hijos, los pondrá a sus servicios, en sus carros, en y entre sus gente, de a caballo y corrieron delante de sus carros. Well, and he will appoint his captains over thousands and captains over fifties, and will set them to ear his ground, and to reap his harvest, and to make his instruments of war, and instruments of his chariots. Servos. 
tiempos perdóname and he will take your men servant and your maid servant and your goddess and your goodest and your goodest young men and your asses and put them to his work Dios dice, tomarán también vuestros servicios y vuestros servicios, vosotros mejor jóvenes, jóvenes, y nuestros asnos y los usarás para su servicio. Seventeen. And he will take a tenth of your sheep, and ye shall be his servants. De vuestros rebaños tomar el dispo, y vosotros mismos vinieres a hacer su servicio. Eighteen. And ye shall carry out in that day because of your king, which ye shall have chosen you. And the Lord will not hear you in that day. Después que Samuel escuchó 
todas las palabras del pueblo. La repillo a oídos del Señor. Breakfast Bible Club. Can y'all hear me clearly? Yes, blessings. Welcome. <clears throat> I'm coming from the complete Jewish Bible. And uh, I'm I'm going to read eight and I'm going to do my interpretation for both of them. I'm going to read eight. When Solomon grew old, he appointed his sons as judges over Israel. His firstborn was named sorry, Job. The second son was named 
Abba, the, um, they were judges in Bashib. However, his sons did not follow his way of life. They turned off it and pursued riches. So they would take bribes and distort justice. All the leaders of Israel gathered themselves together, approached Samuel and Ramoth, and said to him, Look, you have grown old, and your sons are not following your ways. Make us a king to judge us like all nations. Samuel was not pleased to hear them say, Give us a king to judge us. So he prayed to Adonai. Adonai said to Samuel, Listen to the people, to everything they say to you. For it's not you they are rejecting. They're rejecting me. They don't want me to be king over them. <clears throat> they don't. They are doing to you exactly what they have done to me, been doing to me. Mm. For every day I brought them out of Egypt until today by abandoning me and serving their serve other gods. So do what they say, but give them a sober warning, telling them what kind of rulings the king will make. Samuel reported everything that I said to the people. Asking him for a king, he said, Here is the kind of ruling your king will make. <laughs> you will draft your sons. You will draft your sons and sign them to take care of his chariots. Be horsemen and be bodyguards running ahead of his chariots. He will appoint them to serve him as officers in charge of the thousands of fifty plowing his fields, gathering his harvest and making his weapons in the equipment uh, for the chariots. He will take your daughters and have them be perfume makers, cooks, and bakers. He will expropriate your fields, vines, olive groves, the very best of them, and hand them over to his servants. He will take the 10% tax of your crops and vineyards and give it to his officers and servants. He will take you make may you take your males and female servants, your best young men and your donkeys, and make them work for him. He will take the ten percent tax of your flocks and will become and you will become his servants. When that happens, you will cry out on account of your king whom yourself chose. But when that happens, Adonai will not answer you. However, people refuse to listen to this to Samuel and told them and said, no, we want a king over us. That we, we could be like all the nations with our king to judge us, lead us, and fight our battles. Samuel, everything the people said, and repeated them for the Ananai to hear. And I said, Samuel, do what they ask and set up, set up a king for them. So Samuel told the men of Israel, each of you return to his city. <clears throat> now, I didn't read seven because my understanding and interpretation of both of them is just like, um, and I, 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 I have done this in my walk with God. Uh, um, the people of Israel, like he said, the people of Israel turn on them every time they have a chance or they don't, you know, say they stop worsh uh, worshiping God and, and go turn back to the other gods like they always do. And I, I, I see that this how the us, as um as our in our early walk or as people of God we did the same thing when we at seven when we needed him to come through, bring us out through our uh trials and tribulations, 
even through our consequences of our sin, we ask God, Jesus, bring us out, bring us out, help us. And they give us mercy, and they do. And then we turn back around, go back to the world, go back to our uh, doing our own thing. So even in this, God, God knows they're going to do the same old thing. And, and, and today now, I, I correlate that uh, eight with, you know, uh, I always say the difference between religion and, and believer relationship and uh, and just saying I, I know God and that's what eight is. They, they 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 say they know God, but they want the world do the worldly things, do the world things, uh, live like the world, but they're not following and living like like Christ. And this is what they this is even in them times they Israel showing that's how they do. They want the benefits. And the uh, benefits and the um, help of God, and when it's their time, when they got it and they're good, they're going back to their old ways or going back to the world ways. It's uh, worshiping idols, worshiping their jobs, their 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 men or their kids. You know what I'm saying? The stuff that's the world gives them, and <clears throat> and it's a sad sad thing because God know already. He all know. He knows. And then when when He leave you to yourself, now. We cried now, and we can't hear him. We had to suffer the consequences. I've been there, done that. So this is what Israel is doing all the time. And like, like you said, Pastor, they never get it or learn their lesson. Like, it's keep hitting their head against the wall. You know what I'm saying? But I think they take God's grace and mercy for granted because they know that sooner or later, before it gets worse or whatever, depending on how many generations they lose, God will still show their mercy at the end. At the end, it come and help them out, but that's 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 um that's I can raise my hand. So I've taken God mercy and grace for granted, and, you know, and He had to leave me be to myself to really learn my lesson, and that's where He do so with them that have really really lo uh, learning lessons. They had to stay forty years in the wilderness. They had to <clears throat> not see the promised land four or five generations after they get there. You know what I'm saying? So. My, I'm saying this is that we need to not take God for granted and God's mercy and grace, even Jesus being our intercessory today for granted because God doesn't like that. You know what I'm saying? Even though we got Jesus now, it's still that he don't like that. Jesus is there to be the intercessor and to be the lawyer on our behalf to, to, to prevent judgment right away on us. So we have to not take God's love and mercy and his blessings for granted. And my prayers today, Lord, just thank you for another day to get and sit in your your word today with your Holy Spirit leading us through this and with our understanding and our <clears throat> you guiding us through your word is showing and using the Israelites, the Israel, your people, as examples to how to not take you for granted and just honor you and worship you as the King of Kings and the Lord of our lives. Lord, we ask you just to keep us focus through your word our minds, Lord God. This blesses on this week coming up, Lord God. And, and let us learn the lessons for this week, Lord God. Let us get stronger in you and your word and our relationship get stronger and closer to you. And it's prayer, prayer, your son, in Jesus' name. And it is so. Uh, good morning, Breakfast Bible Club. Yes, blessings. Thank you, Brother Preston. <coughs> for sharing today, it's so
is follow God's word, not the world. And that's the thing that we can take away a lesson from the Breakfast Bible Club today. We see how um, the Israelites, they were following their own way and wanting, you know, did they even wanted to do what the world system was when they saw everyone else, like they mentioned, everyone else has a king, we want a king too. You know, and but here Samuel was telling them, you know, a warning about that, saying that they be careful what they ask for because, you know, you don't know the heart of that king, God is your king, and you want more. You know, he's telling them and they had to judge, but that's not good enough for them. Also, yeah, they were taking um God for granted. So and also uh, you know, Samuel, so you can see how, you know, God is really speaking to them through his word, uh, through the word, how he wants them to, you know, focus on him. But over and over again, they repeat the same process and steer away from God. So thank you for sharing today. And the floor is open. Is there anyone else? What did you get from reading First Samuel chapter 7 and 8? Sacrificed it 
as a whole burnt offering to the eternal one. He called out to the eternal on behalf of Israel, and the eternal responded, Here is what happened. As Samuel was performing the sacrifice, the voice of the eternal rolled like thunder and confused us, advancing for the science army, so that the eternal easily struck them down. From Mitzvah, the Israelites chased them Then, 
things will be different from now on. He will make your sons ride his chariots, be his horsemen, and go into battle ahead of his chariots. Your king will select commanders over 1,000 and commanders over 50. He will make some of you to plow his fields and collect his harvest, some of you to be the blacksmith, forging his shields and swords for battle and outfitting his chariot. He will force your daughters to make perfume, to cook his meal, and to bake his bread. He will seize the choices of your fields, vineyards, and olive orchards to give to his court, 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 and the tenth of your grain in your vineyards to give his court, he, and servants. This king you ask for will take your slaves, male and female, as his own, and put their choices of your donkeys and your young men to do his work. He will take a tenth of your flock. You will essentially become his slave. One day you will cry for mercy from the eternal one to save you from the king you have chosen for yourself. But be assured, he will not hear you on that day. We have decided we will have a king who will rule over us. We will be like all other nations and will have someone to judge us and be us as well. After Samuel had heard their demand, he told the eternal what they are saying. Do as they have asked, give them a king. So Samuel told the people of Israel to go back to their city until he called them together to anoint them a king. And what I get from this scripture today is um, Samuel's son, his two sons did not have a heart like he had a heart to um, be right and do right and to be honest and fair and judgment and justice. Um, and to judge fairly <clears throat> and do right by the people. They were very wicked in their hearts. They were dishonest. They took rights and they um, fostered injustice. And the um, people of Israel panicked and began to fear setting like, okay, if they continue, but they're his sons, it's gonna get worse. So they felt like it's giving us a king, giving them a king will at least not have them over them. And um, Samuel interceded for um, for Israel to fulfill the Lord their request. And he waited for an answer. And um, he went back before Israel and let them know what God said, gave them a warning. And here it is. Um, when I think about that today or sometimes, we ask God for things. Um, no, he doesn't feel like we need it or it's needed and it's another way. He still honors it and he still blesses us with it sometimes. And we are given warning as to what can happen if we proceed with what we are asking for. And um, it do be hard. And we get it and it's, um, it's not worth it in the end to go against um, God's plans and purpose for us.
and asking outside of his will for things that's going to make things harder not really seeing it at the time but just wanting some relief from um whatever's going on as well as any scriptures so the thing i see is just um desire what god desires for us and just um whatever god will is for us let that be the will that we want for ourselves that way we can't go wrong with that and good day versus bible club Good day. Thank you, Sister Chanel, for sharing today. And uh, reading our verses, Samuel chapter, 1 Samuel chapter 7 and 8. And also thank you for those keys that you shared here at the Breakfast Bible Club. And uh, one of the keys that we can take away from your interpretation is be just and fair when dealing with others and also watch our actions. So that's something that we can take away. You know, when we do certain things, when we ask for certain things, make sure we're aware of the consequences of that. You know, and um, are we ready for those consequences? So it's best to follow God, as you've mentioned, to do his will, align our will with his will. So God bless you for that today. And welcome everyone. This is the Breakfast Bible Club. If there's anyone else that's ready to share, if you would like to read, or if you would like to just give your interpretation, or if you have a song in your heart, please feel free to do so. Hi everyone. Welcome. Hi, um, I'll be reading 1 Samuel chapter 7 and 8 from the English to read version. The men of Curious, Jerem, came to the Lord's holy box up the hill to the house of Abinadab, the priest. They performed a special ceremony to prepare Abinadab's son, Eliezer, to guard the, the Lord's holy box. The box stayed at Korea's Jerium for a long time. The Lord saved the Israelites. Twenty years passed while the holy box and Korea's Jerium and the Israelites began to follow the Lord again. Samuel told the Israelites, if you are going to come back to the Lord with all your heart, you must throw away your foreign gods and your idols of Ashtoreth. You must give yourself fully to the Lord and serve him only. Then he will save you from the Philistines. So the Israelites threw away their statues of Baal and Ashtoreth, the Israelites served only the Lord. Samuel said, All Israel must meet at Mizpah. I will pray to the Lord for you. The Israelites met together at Mizpah. They got water and poured it out before the Lord. And this way they began a time of fasting. They did not eat any food that day. And they, and they confessed their sin. They said, we have sinned against the Lord. So Samuel served as the judge of Israel at Mizpah. When the Philistines heard that the Israelites were meet at Mizpah, they went to fight them. The Israelites were frightened when they heard the Philistines were coming and said to Samuel, don't stop praying to the Lord for our God for us. Ask him to save us from the Philistines. 
Tell the people that a king will do what a king will do to them. Tell them how a king rules people. Those people ask for a king. So Samuel told them everything the Lord said. Samuel said, if, they, if you have a king ruling over you, this is what he will do. He will take away your sons and force them to serve him. He will force them to be soldiers. They must fight from his chariots and become horse soldiers in his army. Your sons will become guards running in front of the king's chariot. And then I will stop there in my interpretation of the verses. So at this point, um, 20 years have passed, and um, they are now taking the, the um, holy box boat of the Lord um, up to um, another priest so that it can be in the hands of a priest so that um, basically this, they were under a curse because some they were under a curse because they weren't being obedient and they weren't following the rules when it came to this holy box. Um, the holy box is supposed to stay in the hands of a priest and um, because it's holy and that's how it should have been. So now they're trying to get things back on track and do as God is telling them to do. And um, the Lord is there to help them again. And he's like, he's telling them, um, Samuel told the Israelites that they need to really think about what they're doing and really come to the Lord for real this time with their whole heart and not just halfway not still like dabbling in the witchcraft and the um the foreign idols and false gods. They want them to not keep picking up the things that other people around them are doing and that the Philistines were doing. And they want and he's telling them that if they want to um be on God's side they need to fully be on his side, not halfway. So the Israelites are agreeing and they're saying that they want to do what's right and um and they're basically confessing their sins and um they also fasted and they um they're repenting to god for what they're doing what they were doing and they're asking um samuel to pray for them so um when they got themselves together they were trying to get themselves together the um, Philistines came, were trying to come and attack them. And that just shows that um, sometimes this does happen when you finally try to get yourself together. The enemy may try to attack, but if you just stay, um, stay strong and stay focused on the Lord and ask Him for help and seek Him for help, then God will cover you and protect you. And um, so they prayed and the Lord helped them. He answered their prayers on the behalf of Samuel. So Samuel was interceding for them at this point. And um, the, as the Philistines came to attack them, God basically showed up for them and he um, caused a loud um, sound of thunder, thunder to hit near them. And that showed them that God was on their side. And I can see that um, they were coming to attack them because they felt that um, they remember when they were in their sin, so they thought that, oh, they don't have God on their side still.
because they're in their sin, but they had changed. So um, God, they they saw that they had changed. So um, they had peace um for a while. Um, the Israelites because they defeated the Philistines. God gave them the victory over the Philistines, and um. And they had Samuel basically judging over them and leading them. And but he started to get old, so his sons were starting to take over. But their hearts wasn't right. Their hearts were wicked. Um, they were um, taking basically changing out. Like if they come up with a decision, that's the best decision. Um, they were changing if someone had money to give them. So at this point, they were making money into their God. Samuel's son, and um, they saw, the people saw that his sons weren't right, but instead of going to God and waiting on God and speaking to him, it's just kind of funny how they know that God loves them. They know that it, all they have to do is ask and for, for help, but they don't do it. Instead, they just come up with their own idea, and this idea is just really a terrible idea for them and it's a setup this idea has to come from the enemy because um they wanted to get a king instead of um having a judge and this could be because they don't want to be told um when they're doing something wrong or right they don't want anyone to judge them and um stop them from doing wrong and um also it's kind of like a quick fix in a way and um, Samuel is basically telling them what's going to happen if they have a king. And he's telling them, um, like one thing that he said is um, how their sons, um, the, the, the king will have their sons fighting for them and war in front of them, like on the front line. And this is a setup because one, for one, they will be going out of God's will and stepping out of his grace and fighting for an evil king who's more than likely going to be worshiping false gods or in sorcery. So God's grace may not follow them. He's not, God's grace may not help them win an evil battle. And this is also a setup to get them healed, get their feet healed, um, that in, from fighting in a battle that's not even theirs to fight. And also, um, Something I thought about too is how they're going to have them plowing in the fields and working every day and working for them. And this made me think about how this is another setup to take their blessings away um, that you get for keeping the actual Sabbath day holy and resting on that exact day that God told everyone to rest on. Um, So this is a way for the enemy to... um, step in because the the, the 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 Israelites will be forced to work. And um my prayer is so I thank you Lord for your grace, Lord God. I pray Lord that we will make good decisions, Lord God, and not make decisions that's gonna ruin our life or our family or our seed. I pray Lord that we will use we will um use the sermon, Lord God, and seek you before making these type of decisions. 
and not look for a quick fix, but just to seek you and let you work things through in our lives. In Jesus' name, it is so. Blessings. Thank you, Sister Sedeja, for your interpretation. And also, thank you for that prayer relief. To be seated in Jesus' name. Very, very blessed. And also, one of your keys that you shared that stood out in your interpretation is ask God first before making decisions. And that's a great key. Again, I'll take away from the Breakfast Bible Club. I'm going to read Sister Melanie's interpretation. And again, if you would like to send your interpretation through text, you can text 216. 463-1574, if you would like for me to read it over the line. And I'm going to read Sister Melanesis now. She says, good morning. God will find a resting place for his ark. Samuel told the people they had to determine to obey only the Lord. They had to determine. Meaning to determine to set your mind on a course of action. This kind of commitment means that you don't look, that you don't back out but you work toward the goal you have set. And you have made a decision to follow God. Don't allow excuses, distractions, or second thoughts to deter you from your goal. Israel poured water before the Lord, signifying their humiliation and sorrow for sin. They pour out their hearts and repentance before God. They were free and full in their, in their confession and fixed in their resolution to cast away from all their wrongdoings. And her interpretation of chapter 8, Samuel's sons were corrupt judges. Samuel took no bribe, but his sons did, and they were not fit to leave Israel. Samuel was displeased when they asked for another king because they reflected upon God. God was disappointed because the people were rejecting him as their leader. The law of God and the manner of men differ from each other. There will be grievances, and when they complain to God, he will not hear them. When we bring ourselves into our distress by our own desires and projects, we forfeit the comfort of prayer and by benefit of divine aid. My prayer is, praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for giving us all another chance to live and enjoy the beauty of your creation. I come before you with a grateful heart. I thank you for the peace of God who filled my heart with overflowing joy. Keep me looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. And may I finish the race that is set before me and not be tempted into the ways of the world. This I pray, and this I pray to your praise and glory. It is so in Jesus' name. Thank you, Sister Melanie, for that interpretation since today. And uh, is there and one more that I would like to share before we close out? Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Blessings. Welcome. Uh, I'm going to read, I'm, I'm probably not going to read, I'm going to commentate through um, the chapters and read parts that are part of faith for the sake of time. Um, and I'm reading the King James Version. So, um, this is first down in 7 and 8, and it's the King James Version. And it reads, And the men of Kerjot, Jerem, came and fetched up the ark of the Lord and brought it into the house of Abinadab in the hill and sanctified it Eleazar and the son to keep the ark of the Lord. And it came to pass while the ark abode in Kerjot, Kerjot, Jerem, I'm sorry, Kerjot, 
her tear duct serum, I'm sorry, that the time was long, for it was 20 years in all the house of Israel when I meant it over the Lord. And Samuel spoke unto all the house of Israel, saying, If ye do return unto the Lord with all your heart, then put away the strange gods and cast your eyes from among you, and prepare your hearts unto the Lord and serve him. Only if he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. Now, right here, God is already telling them what to do. He's already given them instructions. He's already saying to them, if you do this, this is my requirement of you, if you do this, then I will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. Okay? And so he's already telling them that. But then the children of Israel did put away Balaam and Ashtaroth and serve the Lord only. And Samuel said, Gather all Israel to Mitzvah, and I will pray for you. Hey, to is the it Lord. diamond? Diamonds of promise? Or diamonds of promises? I'm always forgiving. Let me know. ASAP. We'll get this message. We have to stand against the Lord. And Samuel judged the children Israel in Mitzvah. And when the Philistines heard that the children of Israel were gathered together in Mitzvah, and the Lord, the Lord of the Philistines went up against Israel, and when the children of Israel heard it, they were afraid of the Philistines. Now God had already told them he was going to defeat them for them because they had laid down their idols. But again now here they're still doubting because they're afraid because they have become so accustomed to, um, their idol gods. They have forgotten how to trust God, the Almighty God, the true and living God, the one that brought them out every time. They have forgotten because now their heart has become accustomed to the idol gods. They have forgotten how to commune and have a relationship with God and trust Him again. Now they are in the place of idol worship, not their 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 actions have laid it down but their hearts are still in the same place of idol worship and the children of israel said to samuel cease not to cry unto the lord our god for us that he will save us out of the hand of the Philistines." and samuel took a suckling lamb and offered it up a burnt offering holy unto the lord and samuel cried unto the lord for israel and, and the lord heard him and the lord heard him and Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, and Philistines drew near to the battle against Israel. But the Lord thundered with a great thunder on the day upon the Philistines, and this discomfited them. And then they were smitten before the, before Israel, and they were smitten before Israel. And the men of Israel went out and pursued the Philistines and smote them until they came under Bethkar. Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mitzvah and Shin and called the name of Ebenezer, saying, Hereunto hath the Lord helped us. For the Philistines were, were subdued, and they came to, to no more into the coast of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. I'm going to get to verse 8, chapter 8. And it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judge judges over Israel. Now the name of his firstborn was Joel, and the name of his second was Abiah, and they were judges in Bathsheba. And, the sons, and, the, and his sons walked not in his ways, 
but turned aside after lucre, and took bribes and perverted judgment. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel unto Ramah, and said unto him, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways, not now make us a, a king to judge us like all the nations. Here we go again. But the thing displeased Samuel, and when they said, Give us a king to judge us, and Samuel prayed unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people, and all that they say unto thee. For they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them, according to all the works which they have done, since the day that I brought them out of Egypt, even unto this day, where would they have forsaken me and served other gods? So do they also unto thee. Um, I'm going to stop right there. And this is the point I want to make. So after all God had done for them, after all he had done out there, bringing them out of Israel, Egypt, I'm sorry, bringing them out of Egypt, after providing for them, um, being everything that they needed, being El Shaddai, Elohim, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shalom, after being all of that, they still wanted to blend in with the culture. They still wanted, we want a king, we want a king, we want a king. And God is still yet reminding them, I'm everything that you need. Have I not proven that? Have I not proven that I'm everything that you need? So now they want a king because the culture demands that um, each nation should have a king. So they have a king, so we need a king. And so this is the same thing that's happening now in the body of Christ. We are taking on the culture of the world and the idols and the idol worship, and we're calling it God. And we're calling it, and it's crept into the church, and we're calling it, oh, we're worshiping God, but we can bring our other idols in here. Oh, we're worshiping God, but we can bring all of everything else that the culture has said is okay, and it, but it's still God because we love God, and we wear every time because we go to church every Sunday. We're there every Sunday, we every Wednesday, every Sunday, every time the doors are open, we're there, and so our idol worship really doesn't matter. And that's not what God is saying. God was after the heart of these people, and they refused to let him have full reign. And that's sort of like what we do. We do the same thing. It's like he wants full reign. He wants your heart, not your garments. He wants that joy when he says that, that love the Lord my God with all of that heart and all of that mind and all of that soul. And turn from your idols, whatever your idols are. We have to allow God to fill the void in our lives. And we go through some things, we go through some changes, and God knows that. He knows that we're human and that we are going to err or make mistakes. But the children of Israel, I, I, they kind of not had no excuse. You know what I'm saying? Because God was constantly bringing them out. He was constantly proving himself to them. And so it was like a slap in the face for God when they said, we need a king. God's like, what? I am the king. I'm the king of kings. I'm Alpha and Omega at the beginning and the end. Everything you need and everything in between. How dare you tell me you need a king? And I'm everything. And so it made God angry. He's like, that's what they want? So I'm going to give them a king. And they're going to find out that what they needed and what they wanted was right here with me. 
when the world presented to them that it was on the other side, but it was right here with me. They could have had everything they needed, everything they wanted, if they had just trusted and believed in me, the one who has proven himself, proven himself to them. And so, I guess you know my interpretation of the scripture now. <laughs> but um, we have to be careful about our worship, especially in this hour and this time. Jesus is soon to, is soon to return, um, everybody. And um, he's coming for a church without a spot or a wrinkle. That doesn't mean that you're perfect. It just means that he's coming for a church that has their heart and their posture in the right place. That has their heart and their posture in the right place to reverence him and to throw him to be the God that he is. Um, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. That's either whether you want to or whether you're forced to, but you're gonna bow. And so um, my prayer today is, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for being God. We thank you for being the God of everything that we need. You are Adonai, you are Elohim, you are Yeshua, you are Lord, you are King, you are Jesus. And Father, we thank you. We thank you for your grace towards us. We thank you for not discarding us and throwing us away when we don't quite get it and we don't quite go in the way that you would have us to go, but you still give us chance after chance after chance to get it right with you. Lord, let this day be a day, God, that we will examine our hearts, our thoughts, our mind, our disposition in life, our disposition in our walk. And Father, help us to align with the things that you would have for the God as your word says. That we align with your word. And when we align with your word, we don't go wrong. So Father, show us the places in our heart that displease you and that don't bring honor and glory to your name. And Lord, help us to tear down our idols. Help the leaders across the body of Christ, Father, to see and to recognize the idols that they have erected in your place. And Lord, allow them Father God, to come back to their first love, come back to the place that you once received them, O oh God, that you once received us. Help us to understand that it's your love that carries us. It's because of your love. It's because of your grace that we are able to stand in this hour. And Lord, help us to remember that you are our God and we will have no other God before you. God, we thank you. We thank you that we are more than conquerors through you and only through you and not through ourselves, that it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by your spirit. And Lord, we thank you today. We give you praise and we give you glory. I bless everyone on this line, God, that you would capture their heart in such a way that they fall in love with you over and over again. And Lord, that you help them to understand that you love them with an unconditional love and an everlasting love and that you will never leave nor forsake them. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that you're that type of God. We give you praise and we give you glory. It is in Jesus' name we cover everyone in the blood of Jesus and we bless their day. In Jesus' name, it is so. So it is so. Bless them. Bless them. It is so. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Mika. Sister Mika is a minister of music. God bless you. Thank you for sharing today. 
And um, our chapter is First Samuel, chapter 7 and 8. Thank you for reading. And the Lord had a blessing to the hearing and the reading of his word. And thank you for those great keys that you shared in your interpretation. And also that prayer release to receive it in Jesus' name. One of the keys that you shared in our interpretation is God wants us to bring our hearts back to him. And that's the key that we all can apply, you know, here. And uh, God is our everything. He's everything that we need. And here, the Israelites will, again, find out, you know, that <laughs> they had everything they need already. They will soon find out as we read um, and we go further on in the verses. You know, they wanted to be like the world. They wanted to follow the world system and get king. And they just, was, you know, didn't pray about it first. No one's asking God, well, what do you think? You know, should we have a king? You know, should we continue? They know they wanted what they wanted. So um, we'll see that taking place here in the verses. Blessings, everyone. Uh, we're going to close out. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening in today and staying on. Uh, we've been a little over in time because of the number of verses, but God bless everybody. Um, I love to see that everyone is coming onto the line as we read the Word of God. Um, I would love for my people to share if they would like to or give their interpretation when there's gaps in the line. You can just jump right on in. Everyone is welcome here um, at, at the Breakfast Bible Club. And I'm Minister Lane. I'm going to close out. I'm going to read a couple of announcements. And I'm, I'm going to give our verses for tomorrow. We're going to do chapter 9. First Samuel chapter 9. And it's entirety. So. Um, everyone know where we're, we are, 1 Samuel chapter 9, for tomorrow, Monday. Also, all is welcome to share, read, give your interpretation, jump in. If you have a prayer, or if you just have a word of encouragement, please feel free to share. The line is open to everyone. Um, it's a blessing to come together and hear the different interpretations, and uh, we can see what is happening from others other point of view. It's a blessing to come together. So many great things happen when we get together and read the Word of God. Um, the Word ignores depression and anxiety. One journal, a journal of religion and um, health, they published a study in 2010, and it lowers depression and anxiety. Um, another study shows it shows us God's character, teaches us how to imitate God. Reading the Bible helps us with what steps to take, to take in our lives. It keeps us free from sin, helps us to make uh, good choices, sharpens our discernment. It even um, it does, does so much. It helps us with our uh, uh, interpretation and learning about God, helps us to have courage. So many great points happen when we read the Bible every day. So um, we're here every day. We get started around 8.05. We go on to about 9.30 or until the last person has shared about right around now. If you have some time free in your schedule, if it's a weekend, if it's Sunday, Saturday, whatever day, please join in with us here at the Breakfast Bible Club. Um, take some notes on the verses and share. Um, you'll see that God will really start to open up doors in your walk with Him the more that you read in the Word. So I just wanted to share that. Uh, blessings to everyone. I'm going to read a couple of announcements uh, here at the, at, on the um, on the, on the ministry line, we have uh, a couple other things going on. We have our Saturday Hour of Power prayer call every Saturday from 12 noon to 1 p.m. That call is one hour. If you would like to join in, it's a very blessed and moved, powerful call. Join in with that call. And if you would like to uh, listen in on our Wednesday, Noonday teachings, 
or if you're called to teach, reach out to me at 216-463-1574. I mean, you can't, this is just a, a blessed platform. You can teach over the line. You don't have to even leave the comfort of your own home. You can have your, your uh, teachings written out. We teach on a topic that is relevant for today, and we give verses on the topic of what God's Word says about it. Not our opinion, but God's Word. So, um, you know, that's what makes it unique. Also, all is welcome to join in. The teachings are 45 minutes or less on Wednesday. Also on Thursday, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. sharp, we have our book club. Very powerful book. The name of our book is Repentance, Cleansing a Generational Bloodline by Natasha Ribbage. you got to get this book. This is a must-have. Um, it helps teach you how to clean things out of your family bloodline. Some people don't even know that these things are happening. You know, you really don't hear much about it in church services and the church setting. So uh, the books that we read are going to be books to bless and cleanse our spirit. And when you have things in the bloodline, you'll see a pattern. Maybe, for an example, um, there's a certain type of sickness in a family, a cancer. Your mother had it, your father, your someone's uh, the grandmother or goes beyond, everyone has it, or maybe alcoholism, or maybe there's some <coughs> behavior issues, or, uh, you know, there's, we could, uh, we could see that there's a pattern of healing in the family, or things that, you know, lift yourself on and on, but to cleanse these things out of your bloodline, to be healed, you have to repent for them, and even if you didn't do them, so again, this is unlocked more information, uh, there's verses, biblical verses in the book, that you can research for yourself, um, makes the book great to read, and I just, you know, way to cleanse your bloodline, so join us on Thursday, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Sharp, very blessed book. Also, um, uh, we, you know about the Breakfast Bible Club, we are all here, so that's all that we have, but again, the number for that is 425-666-4796 for everything, the Breakfast Bible Club the book club, the noonday teaching, and the Thursday, um, the book club, and the, also the Saturday prayer call. So God bless everybody. Thank you for listening in today. And I'm going to release a prayer over the, over the call. I close out with prayer. Diamonds of Promise LLC with Lane. We're a positive women's empowerment outreach based in Cuyahoga County, but serving women worldwide. Here, we believe all women are as rare diamonds, special, unique, and of great value to God. If you're not sharing, please mute your phone and you will be connected. Please announce yourself. We thank you, Father, whether it's a car, bus, train, carpool, a lift, Uber, our car, friend's car a flight today, a boat, whatever, a motorcycle, whatever transportation, Lord. Bless it, protect it, cover. We make it safely wherever we go. Bless every godly marriage with love, peace, and healing, buying infidelity and cheating marriage-breaking spirits over those marriages. Cancel out the spirit of bail. It says 70% divorce rate in the United States due to the bail spirits, Lord God. Break, bind, immobilize these evil spirits. Let every marriage and union that you put together, Jesus, be the center of those unions. 
Lord, bless those that are single and praying for a spouse. Father, give them the spouse, Lord God, at the right time and the right place, Lord God, the spouse that they're praying for. Let them be connected with them, Lord God. Father, we pray for everyone that's lonely. Father, fill that void with you. Let them put their hands to something to do to edify you as an act of service. And bless those that are single and satisfied to keep their hearts and minds on you and keep them from sexual sins, God. And Lord, we give you glory for whatever state that we are in. Father, we are content with whatever you have for us. And Lord, remember the lost in our family. Save them, deliver them. We lift up our communities, cities, countries, and our world. United States of America, Jamaica, Puerto Rico, Japan, China. We lift up Africa. We lift up Canada. Blessings to those that call in from Saudi Arabia, all over the world. Release revival over our land. Remember that Israel, God's a war. Lord God, Israel are your chosen people. Release, Lord God, victory over the situation. Peace. Father, heal those that have lost so much. Lord, we lift up the presidents, prime ministers, leaders. Holy Spirit, guide them. Lead them. Those that make decisions for us, guide them, God, as they make those decisions because they affect all of us. And, Lord, we thank you for meeting every need here. Bind all spirits of poverty and lack. Leave this line. Our rent is paid. I decree and declare our mortgage is paid. We have healthy food in our refrigerator. Our cabinets are filled. We have more than enough, enough to help others. And we thank you, Lord, in advance. Even the repairs in our home are made. We walk in abundance and overflow. We thank you, Lord God, that we walk in abundance right now. We decree it over our situations, God. We even have enough to bless others. We are resource centers. It's not all about us, God. Help us to bless others. Not only just our families, God, and show us and lead us and guide us on how to give. We thank you for blessing those essential workers here on the line. Increase our discernment, and we give you the honor, all the glory, and all the praise that is due to you. In Jesus' name, it is so. It is so. Blessings, everyone. Blessings, love you all. Blessings, love you all. Love. Here's the question of Your mercy is heaven. 